Hey there, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies, and this is the first time in a very long time that I am doing a fly solo podcast. Uh, usually I have lots of amazing guests on the podcast, and the next few weeks are no exception. In fact, in our podcast, we are going to be featuring some people who play big, uh, men and women who play big. And really what we're doing with this series is bringing this concept of playing big to the forefront of our minds. Uh, I uh, love books. You all know uh, the techfixies.com forward slash joy book club is a free book club that you can join and you can get my latest list of books that I have read. And I have read a lot of books. Uh, and every month we interview the authors of those books. Um, so we are doing an interview with Holly Tucker, uh, founder of Not on the High Street and Holly and Co. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. So there's so many amazing people out there writing amazing books around female entrepreneurship. Uh, but also around playing big and uh, getting out of your comfort zone and doing things you've never done. Another book that we featured in the last year uh, has been uh, Jennifer Allwood's book, Fear is Not the Boss of You. Love that book. I've read it multiple times. Every time I was scared of doing something, I popped that in on my Audible. Uh, and we also featured a book, um, the Fears to Fierce by Britta Fernandez Schmidt, which was amazing. And one of the books that we haven't yet featured, but that I read sort of reluctantly was um, All About Playing Big, and it was by Tara Moore. And one of the things she talks about are the different types of personalities that you have in your head. And as a newly minted, certified master neuro coach, I have learned a lot about the voice inside your head and what it tells you and what it helps you to move forwards with and what it stops you from doing. So I wanted to just do a fly solo podcast all about playing big and tell a little bit of my story of playing big. And uh, when I did the Monday mindset with our 90 day transformational program, which I do every Monday, I come in and I do about a half an hour, sometimes 40 minutes. Uh, and we talk about different things. And one of the big things we talked about today was playing big. And I said that in order to play big, you have to play small. And I, and it's a kind of a funny play on words, but here's what it means. In your heart, everyone in their heart has a vision of something that they want to do. And sometimes that vision's very cloudy. Sometimes that vision is hard to decipher, right? Sometimes it's like flying a plane and you got fog everywhere and you don't know exactly where you're going, but you're still moving forwards, right? But if you can tap into the things that you love, if you can ask yourself, what do I love? That will start putting you in the direction of the feelings of the things that you love. So I was saying this morning to our students on our Monday Mindset, of course, this is going to come out on the podcast on Wednesday, but I was saying to our students that for me, the thing I love is technology. I love technology. I Anything techie, I'm all over it. I, you know, I was the girl that when computers came out and I had my first laptop, I literally slept with my laptop. I loved technology. I, and I loved social media when it first came out. It, and I, and I got into technology and I was never really afraid of doing it. It's something that came naturally to me that I loved. So if you ask me, what do I love? I love technology. What else do I love? I love helping people. I love helping people. And I particularly love helping women because there's a big gap for women in 
uh, confidence in technology. And we have identified that at Tech Pixies. And so one of the big things that I wanted to do was close that gap. So I wanted to take the thing that I love, technology, the other thing that I love, helping people and bring the two together. And it wasn't that straightforward. It wasn't like, oh, let's build Tech Pixies and have thousands of students on our social media superhero bootcamp and you know, hundreds, almost a thousand students on our 90 day transformational program. That's not where I started. Okay. I started with what do I love and where is there a problem? And even when I was trying to figure that out, it wasn't clear right away. It wasn't clear right away. I found a problem. I found a solution. And then I started working on an answer. So before I set up Tech Pixies, I was an expat. I was an American living in Switzerland. I was what's called a trailing spouse. I moved to Switzerland with my husband, who was not my husband at the time. He was my fiance. And I had a job, but that job ended the week that I got married. And I sort of found myself uh, post-wedding, pregnant and without a job. And I was trying to figure out what in the world I was going to do. And at the time, I kind of thought, well, what do I love doing? I love helping people. And what do I love? I love technology. And it turned out that a woman in my church, who's a godmother to my now son, um, said, uh, said to me, I need some help with a website. Could you help me out? And right about that time was when social media was uh, coming to the forefront. It was back in 2007, 2008. So I was able to really help her leverage social media in order to get traction to this website. And we ended up helping thousands and thousands of people in Lucerne, Switzerland, where I lived, get connected with each other in the local community. So in Switzerland, when I was living there, 90% of the websites were not in English. 90% of the websites were in German. And there were there was a substantial number of people living in Lucerne who did not speak English. And so my job was to break it down. Like, where's the English-speaking pediatricians? You know, for example, you're about to have a baby. You want an English-speaking OBGYN. If you don't speak German and you're living in Switzerland, you need to have someone who speaks your language. That's too important not to have. So that's what I did. I just created lists, lists of dentists, lists of pediatricians, um, anything I could answer, any questions I could answer. I started a Facebook group and literally the first two people I put in there were the two people I knew from my German speaking class. But it grew and people found the group and they started asking me questions and I turned those questions into blog posts. And then I would share those blog posts into other groups where very similar questions were being asked. And we built up to be quite an authority in that area. And now the website is called Living in Swiss. It's about living in Switzerland, not just about living in Lucerne. And there's a whole team of people that run it. It's got a website. It's got a membership cultural center. It's got bilingual magazine. All of that stuff built from this idea of how can I help? How can I help? Who can I serve? And, uh, and that wasn't where I started. So where I started was who can I help? How can I serve? And then I just started serving. And it took me a long time to learn how to charge my value. In fact, when I set up that blog, I didn't make any money for five years. And But what I gained in not making money was huge skills in managing people. I had to manage a group of volunteers. Um, I had to. I did have to have a few people that I did pay who did some work for me. So I had to manage uh, people that were like freelancers. Um, I had to learn how to, to, to build a website, how to drive traffic to the website, how to leverage social media in order to do that. And when I left Switzerland, 
this teeny tiny website that had only had 468 hits the entire first year of its existence had over 138,000 hits a year. And uh, it was, you know, just a really magical experience to know that we were serving on a regular basis about 5,000 people. But it was never about playing big from day one. It was about playing small from day one, and it grew into something big. Um, so for me, that's tended to be the way that I've done things. What I've learned over the years is that playing big takes time. You have to really lean into the vision. You have to lean into what your heart says. And when I moved to the UK, I then had to decide, okay, what am I going to do in the UK? And I didn't have a big light bulb moment. It wasn't like, oh, let's launch Tech Pixies and help thousands of women across the UK. Let's close the tech gap. That was not my goal. In fact, when I moved to the UK, uh, I had a part-time job and I was um, working for a charity. I was helping them build up their blog using the skills that I had built while I was in Switzerland. So even though I didn't necessarily learn how to make money in the blogging space in Switzerland, I was able to take the skills I had and translate them into a contract that was a very good contract for me and my family. In fact, for a period of time, I was the main person with a paid contract as my husband was switching jobs and looking for a new one. So those skills that I had built up became very valuable and I learned how to do email newsletters and I learned how to do social media posts on a professional level with a charity, which is a slightly different thing. In fact, in the boot camp, the superhero boot camp that we're running right now, I mentioned to the ladies, look on techpixies.com forward slash free resources. There is a whole series on uh, charities and social enterprises. So definitely go check that out, techpixies.com forward slash free resources and go and look at the charity and social enterprise series. There's four really great podcasts about crowdfunding in the space. We also talked to the head of marketing for the Prince's Trust and also special effect, uh, some really cool stuff in that in that space. And a wonderful mom named Mandy who came out of our program who uh, has been able to create a safe space for moms who are parent carers online. And that's as a result of doing our course. And Mandy had dyslexia. I have dyslexia. And what we learn is a lot of people who are dyslexic are also extremely creative. And if they can harness the power of social media, they're going to have a really great opportunity to uh, get that creativity out. And there's so many ways that you can do that with podcasts and with videos, live videos. Uh, and also, um, you know, you can still blog. It's not as not so much uh, the done thing anymore, but you can do a video and then put copy underneath it. So it catches up on SEO. Uh, you could do a podcast and put copy underneath it. So it catches up on SEO. SEO is search engine optimization. So it means that you put text around the video, text around the audio that help you to be searchable in Google, for example. Um, and a lot of the social media networks have long form text now. So Facebook has a lot of text. Instagram has a lot of text. So you can put mini blogs out there on your social media posts. But again, I think they work really well with video. So what happened then is I move over to the UK, I had these great skills, I was getting paid, and then I was made redundant. And I was like, oh, I'm redundant, what am I gonna do? Well, ironically, and very luckily, um, I had, when we first moved to the UK, we'd gone out to lunch with a friend of my husband's, and he said to me, 
um, you know, what are you thinking about doing when you're here? And I said, well, I would love to do something in the social enterprise space. I'd love to help teenagers at risk of long-term unemployment. I'd love to help small charities get websites so that they can get, get more donations. That's what I'd really love to do using social media. Like that's where my heart was. And so he said, oh, well, go to unlimited.org.uk. I think that's the website. But go check out Unlimited, U-N-L-T-D. And they help social enterprises get funding and get training and get coaching and get off the ground. And what a blessing that was because um, I did go to Unlimited's website. I did apply for funding and I did win funding uh, to launch this idea where I would work with teenagers at risk of long-term unemployment, teaching them the skills that I had learned while I was in Switzerland and that I had learned for this charity. And uh, it was a great run. We got, we got about 100 websites built. Uh, I would train young people in how to use WordPress and then I would unleash them on the WordPress side, have them build these websites, which were incredible. Uh, and it was a really great experience. And it was in doing that experience that I felt like I felt like I wanted to play big, but I wasn't playing big. I had this dream to like really impact a lot of charities and really impact a lot of young people. But what I found was so many of these small charities, they didn't have the budget and they didn't have the faith that if they invested in a website or they invested in social media, that they would get a return on that money and that investment. And I can understand because, right, every pound, every dollar, every franc, every euro for a social enterprise or charity, they really, really matter. So I understand that fear around not wanting to invest in that stuff. But I could see that if these charities would invest in the websites and they would invest in their social media and they'd invest in building up their mailing lists, that they would over time be able to uh, get greater donations, build up a community, et cetera. And it was really interesting because I just wasn't making headway. The websites would go up, but then they didn't want the social media. They just wanted the websites. And I knew that the combination of websites and social media worked really, really, really well. And on the converse of that, you have a lot of people who have websites and they don't have social media, right? And they want social media, but then the website's not ready to handle the social media traffic. So you have to think about how you're going to capture uh, leads and connect, connect with people through your website. When I say capture leads, I mean someone goes to your website and that they actually input their email address in order to get on your mailing list so you can connect with them on a regular basis. And there's lots of different ways to do that. And that's what we're talking about in the Social Media Superhero Bootcamp. So if you're listening to this and you're not on the bootcamp, you can definitely uh, still join on techpixies.com forward slash bootcamp. But what I'm trying to get to is I got to a point where the impact I wanted to make was not happening. I was helping 100 charities, which was amazing. And I had helped about 20 individuals, which was amazing. But I just couldn't crack the impact. I couldn't really help more people than that. And the people that I was working with, the teenagers uh, uh, with the long-term unemployment issues, they needed a lot of love and support and care. And I also needed finances in my house. I needed to be someone who was contributing financially. And it got to a point where I really couldn't do that anymore. But what was interesting was as I was sort of making this realization that I wasn't having the big impact that I wanted, even though I was having a very, very important yet small impact on charities and young adults, what I did do was I, I, I started talking to people and I told people about what I was doing. I was never shy about telling people about what I was doing. And in those conversations, I had a lot of people say to me, my wife needs this. Or I had someone who said to me, 
Um, I want what you've been doing for my son. I want your course. I want to come on and do your internship, you know, or your returnship or your program or whatever. And I just didn't have a program for women who wanted to return to work, change careers or start a business. That program did not exist. What existed was a website company. And I decided to get some additional business coaching. So I paid what felt like a lot of money. Uh, and it was at the time a lot of money. I paid 750 pounds to do a business course. And at the end of it, I was going to learn how to pitch my business to investors. And, uh, and, and I wasn't actually raising money, but I was, I thought I've got these two business ideas and I sort of want to see which one is got, which one has legs. You know, that's how you would say like, which one's going to, which one, which one can I run with? And so I went through this business course. I learned out, I learned a lot about finances. I learned a lot about team. I learned a lot about, you know, what's important for legal, et cetera, insurance and everything. So we get to the pitch day and I pitch uh, the, the business that I was running against the business that I had this dream about where I was impacting thousands of women's lives. And these, you know, that I, that I was, that I really started to close the gap on this tech problem we had women's confidence in tech and uh and so i pitched it and uh and it won and it was it didn't win the whole competition but it got second place and the other idea which we were doing anyway it people just couldn't get on board with it they couldn't see how it was going to be financially viable and they didn't say it was wrong but they just said this is much better to have one person a freelancer run this company build websites for charities and look after charities and in the end that's what we did we sold it to a tech pixie and she looked after the, the, the clients for a while. And then now she's um, moved that on to another developer who's looking after everyone. But the point is, is that when I was going through the second um, business, I had no idea. I had no idea what that was going to lead to. Um, and I, I didn't know how I was going to help the next group of people. But it was in doing that that someone said, I need this or I, my wife needs this, right? And so then what I did was I called up a friend. Now, there's another book that I recommend. I highly recommend this book. It's Mel Robbins. It's the five second rule. And basically what she talks about in the book is you do five, four, three, two, one, and you pick up the phone. Five, four, three, two, one, and you write an email. I used it the other day. I was, I went for a run. I was really hot when I came back. And I sat down next to the river. Now, my daughter knows I am not the person that jumps in the river when she's hot. I just am not. I'll put my feet in, but I find it very cold, so I'm not going to jump in. Anyway, I'm sitting there, sitting there, and I'm thinking, five, four, three, two, one, jump in. Five, four, three, two, one, jump in. Five, four, three, two, one. And we have a lot of tech pixies who do open water swimming, you know, and they're always bragging about how it makes them feel so good and so vitalized. And I was super hot, and I just thought my, my gut instinct was just jump in. So I'm sitting on the river, and I go, five, four, three, two, one nothing five four three two one nothing and eventually i i jumped into the river and it felt amazing and i didn't want to get out at that point uh and of course then of course i had to get out and go to a parent-teacher conference but the and i did show up at the parent-teacher conference like i just got out of the river by the way in case anyone is ever worried about you know i have to go back and get myself all cleaned up to go to the parent-teacher conference i just rocked up to the parent-teacher conference in the uh the outfit that i was in which was running gear soaking wet and you know what they were cool with it um but my point here is that i did this five four three two one and i picked up the phone 
And I called a guy uh, named Tony Hart and I said, Tony, I have this idea to do a digital skills school in Oxford. And, you know, I, I would love to do all of the courses in London. I just can't get to London and no other people can't get to London, especially moms, because this was the issue. It was like, I live in Oxford and we've got women all over Europe doing our course now, our, our social media superhero bootcamp. I mean, we, we got women in Monaco. We got women in France. We got women uh, in Georgia. I mean, it was incredible today. We had a real international flavor today uh, in the first day of the bootcamp. So if you haven't joined, like I said, go to techpixies.com forward slash bootcamp. But what was incredible was just this idea that uh, by picking up the phone, I could move this idea forwards. Now, let me tell you, I did want to help thousands of people. I did. I knew that. But I didn't know what it was going to become. I really didn't. And I knew there was a problem. I knew living in Oxford, it was a six-hour round trip to get into London. And I knew that it was impossible to be a mom of young children. When I moved here, I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old from Switzerland. I moved to Oxford. I knew it was impossible for me to do that. And I had this need to, to help other women who might be in the same situation as me. So uh, what we did was I, I did this 54321. I picked up the phone. I called Tony Hart and I said, Tony, I want to start this digital skills school. And he goes, Joy, you'll never believe this, but I just got funding that came across my desk to help women in rural areas upskill with tech and Oxford counts, right? Because we had this better broadband for Oxfordshire and we had women from all over Oxfordshire that could come into Oxford for the training. So what we did was we applied for funding. We got funding and we set up in a church hall uh, with like, no, you know, we, I had to convince the church hall to get internet so that I could do the workshops there. So we're, here we are in this church hall. It was cold. Uh, we just about had internet. We had a big screen and we sat in a room for 12 weeks and I just dumped my brain. I just told them everything I knew about websites, about email marketing, about social media. And I worked with 12 women and we had uh, the backing of the, the Better Broadband for Oxfordshire and the Oxfordshire County Council. And so they helped us. They sent out an email and we had 24 people apply for 12 places. And uh, those 12 women are still very, very, very dear to my heart. I know all of their names. I know their stories very well. And um, in fact, I was at the football this past weekend. I'm a football coach uh, with um, my buddy, Emma, who was uh, my co-pilot when I launched the first Tech Pixies program. And who do we see across the field on the competing team's coach, but another Tech Pixie? So I've been connected to, to, to these ladies for a very long time. Then I was at a birthday party for another Tech Pixie on Saturday. She had her big 5-0. It was a lot of fun. But here's the point. Here's the point. When you connect deeply with other people, you build up a long-term relationship. And if that long-term relationship is positive and supportive, it can go so, so far in your life. And what we did with that very first group was we created a really, really strong bond. And then I went and created a second group and a third group and a fourth group and a fifth group and a sixth group. And very often, whenever I needed someone to work on the business, I hired people. So this really beautiful logo that you see behind me, that is not the first version of that logo. That is um, definitely not the first version of that logo. That logo, my version was absolutely horrific. And I had a student who came in, Heidi Evans. She came through. And if you're listening to this, you'll just have to go and check out the Tech Pixies logo because you probably can't watch it if you're 
listening, obviously. But the, the logo has several stars on it in several different colors. And every color means something. Every color stands for something. And the stars are all about the magic, you know, and, and they represent the different ladies in our program and the diversity in our program that we're not all one type of person, that we're a mix of different ladies, LGBTQ backgrounds, BAME backgrounds, socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, age differences. We've got women who are over 60, women who are under 60. We've had young women in their 20s come through the program. But it's really about, it's think about a field of stars. You know, that's what it's like at Tech Pixies. So this gal went through our program. Her name's Heidi Evans. She went through her, our very first program. Her husband, in fact, was the one who said to me, my wife needs this program. So she goes through the program. She decides that she loves designing. She wants to learn more about graphic design. And she ended up designing our logo. And it's been one of the most wonderful assets uh, that we've ever had. And we've built so much around that. So it's amazing when one, when you come in with this goal of overcoming your fear of, of technology or overcoming your fear of social media and you then discover something else you love. We had someone else go through our program, Jane. She, she was a teaching assistant at a school and she's now become a sold out brand photographer. Uh, she's booked out. She's got clients all over the world. She even figured out how to do virtual photo shoots. Uh, where she goes into your phone virtually and can take shots of you. Isn't that incredible? So I, you know, the, the, the creativity that can come from opening your mind up to what's possible is just huge. And so we had an incredible, uh, you know, cohort one, cohort two, cohort three, all the way up to cohort 21. And then uh, last year at, during lockdown, that was cohort 21. We had the most magical experience bringing women in and we had over 117 women join our social media magic program. And again, I know so many of their personal stories and I've seen the successes that they've had in just one year and it's been incredible. And again, this goes back to playing small to play big. I did not start Tech Pixies there was an element of me that knew I wanted to have a larger impact. There's an element of me that I knew I wanted to reach thousands of women. That's true. That was there. This was my third time out running a business. I knew I wanted more impact. I knew that because you get such a high off of a, off of impact. If you've ever made someone else's life better in any way, it makes you feel amazing. The gift to you is that someone else's life is better. Does that make sense? And that for me was so key. I loved helping other people. I loved seeing other people succeed. I loved seeing people's lives improve and change. I loved seeing their children's lives and their children's mindsets change. So what I've learned over the years, especially with all the master neuro coaching that I've done and the neuro coaching is that our thoughts and our emotions create our belief system and we make decisions. Am I going to do this? Am I not going to do it based on that belief base that we've built up? And so much of what Tech Pixies is about is transforming lives. It's about transforming your thoughts and your emotions to create the belief system that you want that's going to get you the results that you want. And so playing big is not where we started, but there was a part of me that knew I wanted to. There was a part of me that knew I wanted to, and there was a part of me that thought it was a little bit scary, actually a lot scary, right? Very, very scary. Scary to have a thousand women go through my boot camp and to have a hundred new women come through our program. Like, could we handle it, right? Um, and so we've now uh, we've now had nearly uh, 
over 700 women in our 90 day transformational program. I know many, many, many of them by name, by story. I know they're, I know where they've come from. I know where they're going. It's just absolutely incredible. Uh, Carol, who we featured on the podcast several times, you know, she loves knitting and she loves doing, you know, patterns and she found her voice on social media. She started doing live videos and the knit, the knitting television people found her and they wanted her to host her shows. And then off the back of that, she launched a knitting boot camp. And off the back of that, she launched a knitting membership. And, you know, she's and she's working with another tech pixie in our program who really didn't know what she wanted to do. She started out helping plumbers and turns out now she's helping knitters, right? She found her way in terms of, you know, list building, which means getting people onto your mailing list uh, in terms of launching, which means helping people uh, to find out about your programs and to help people find out about your support. And so she became what we call a tech integrator. So Paula then helped Carol uh, launch her knitting business. And these are tech pixies that met each other in our program, in our 90 day transformational program. And here they are doing something that they never in their wildest dreams imagined, but because they had an inkling of an idea and they didn't give up on that idea, that's where they are today. And I think that's what playing big is about. Playing big is about trusting that in your heart, in your heart, it knows what you want to do. Your story, my story, they are not the same. Your desires, my desires, they are not the same. But when you can tap into your desires and you can actually close your eyes and you can feel the feeling of what it feels like to do what you want to do, doesn't matter how you do it. Doesn't matter how you get there. If your brain can stay focused on where you want to go, the opportunities will come to you. And there is no doubt in my mind that there are women who have found us and who we have found through our bootcamp ads on Facebook that needed to hear this message, that have never heard about us until now. And they're listening to this going, she read my mind because that's what we're about. We're about deep connection and we're about making sure that you feel supported, making sure that you understand what is available to you if you learn how to use social media and learn how to use it properly. The first step to moving any business online, to growing any business online, to connecting with people that you've never met before starts with social media. And like I said, I didn't know how it was going to all work out. I just knew I wanted to help people and I knew I could help people. And actually, the irony there is I didn't really know I could help people. If I go all the way back when uh, when Tony told me about this uh, grant and then I applied for the money, I actually put forward another training provider in the grant application. And at the last minute when we got the grant, the other training provider said, no, I'm not interested. And I went back to the grant people and I said, well, what do I do? I said, they, they don't want to do it. And uh, and they said, well, you're going to have to get somebody else in or else you're going to have to give up the money. And I thought, you know, this is not good. Like, I want to do this, but I don't want to be the person in the spotlight. I did not want to be the person in the spotlight. Not only that, but I didn't know what I didn't know. Like, I thought that I didn't know that much. I thought my skills weren't that great. And I thought, like, you know, someone else would be better at this than me. And interestingly enough, I interviewed this guy who shall not be named, very nice guy, but um, I interviewed him and we, we, you know, and I said, I need somebody to be the trainer, right? And I didn't have confidence that I could be the trainer. And I remember having a meeting with him and he's like, well, 
my daily rate is a thousand pounds, but for you, I'll do it for less. Or maybe it was like my daily rate is 5,000 pounds. And for you, I'll do it for less. Anyway, you know, he knew his pricing and I ended up giving a quarter of the budget to him to manage four days of this six month program. Talk about undervaluing yourself. Talk about undervaluing yourself. I have so been there. I have so had imposter syndrome. I have totally had a money mindset issue. I totally did not value myself. The reason on this podcast we do, a, you know, a earn what you're worth series or a financial independence for women series or a playing big series is because these are all milestones I've had to cover. And I was listening the other day to what milestones were. Do you know what milestones are? It's when the Romans put roads in, they put a stone in at every mile. And that's what a milestone is. And so I had to overcome imposter syndrome. I know what that feels like. I had to overcome, you know, fear of charging what I'm worth, fear of, you know, giving someone an invoice. In fact, I was so bad at it, I would send invoices like six months later, right? And then, and then I wouldn't chase. I know what it's like to do all these things. I've made all those mistakes. And a huge part of the program we put together and the podcast we put together is to help women overcome those hurdles. Such an important hurdle to overcome. So uh, anyway, long story, long story, a little bit longer. Um, Tech Pixies, this thing that I absolutely love and that is my life and is my passion was not the thing that I, you know, I ever thought I would be doing. I did never had this vision. I never had where I am now. But what I've done is I've learned different things and gone through different things. Every circumstance in your life sets you up for the thing that you want to do. Every circumstance. So all these things that we go through that are hard and difficult and tricky and challenging, they all build us up to the person we're supposed to become, to the person that we're supposed to be right? And this goes back to this model that many, many, many of my mentors, uh, spiritual guides talk about, which is the be, do, have model. And this concept that very often we come from, I want to have this, so I need to do that. And we think about the being last. And I want to flip that on its head. Who do I need to be? What do I need to do in order to have what I want to have? And for me, it's just always been about being a person who helps and then doing the helping, right? And there's an element in the doing that I actually have to ask for remuneration. I have to say, if you want to work with me, you got to pay for it, pay for that. And what that is, is an exchange of energy. So we talk about that on the Earn What You're Worth series. We talk about that on the Financial Independence series. You can find both of those series at techpixies.com forward slash free resources. We have a list of all the different podcast series we've done over the last couple of years. We've got series on freelancing. We've got a series on uh, flexible working. We've got a series on uh, money mindset. We've got a series on habits. Whatever you need, we've got a series on it. Um, but the point is, we're about to launch the Playing Big series. And as I reflected on this series, I thought, you know what? I'm going to jump in and do a fly solo podcast because I think it's important for you to hear that I didn't always want to play big. It wasn't always on my radar. I just was playing small. But it was in playing small and doing the little things, the 54321, pick up the phone, 54321, write the email. Uh, it was in doing those things that I found myself. And just to, to come back to the story, um, in the end, uh, I listened to this guy tell all this stuff to the first round of ladies, and I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to reteach it all. 
And I did. I had to reteach it all. And that's when I became the owner, founder, trainer of Tech Pixies. And that's when I came into who I was and who I am. And, uh, and over the years, I've gotten more confident. And over the years, I don't worry about charging what, what I'm worth anymore. I know what I'm worth. I know that that actually what we charge is less than what the product we give. Uh, you know, we give more than what people pay. And I think that's really, really important. And that's a great principle of business as well, that you should give more than you charge. Um, but you also need to charge properly. And that's very, very important. So um, anyway, we're about to launch the big Playing Big series. And I'm definitely playing big at Tech Pixies over the years. We have crowdfunded, we have raised investment, we've taken social enterprise loans, we've doubled down on Facebook ads, you know, right in the middle of the pandemic. I spent more on Facebook ads than I'd ever spent in my life to reach more women who I knew were getting hit by COVID. And we've continued to do that. We've continued to reach out to as many women as we possibly can. Uh, we've had over 5,000 women go through a social media superhero bootcamp. We had so many people go through it. We had to start restricting the numbers and charging a small amount, 37 pounds to join the bootcamp for four full hours of live training plus bonuses. Uh, and it's a really wonderful experience. And of course we have a VIP experience where you can get some additional coaching and support. And that's really there for people who want it and we know that by charging we're going to get fewer people in the door but we also know we're going to serve the people that come into the door better and that has been true and we've really really loved that angle of it uh, we also have a lot of our alumni from our 90-day transformational program who are supporting us they're volunteers they're doing an incredible job super supportive bunch uh, answering all the questions uh, and bigging everyone up who needs a bit of support as they go through the boot camp. Um, but I just wanted to say that I feel super lucky that at some point in my life, I decided I was going to do what I love, which is technology and helping people. And by focusing on those things and focusing on the fact that I wanted to make an impact that was greater than myself, that's where the solutions started to surface. And I always say at Tech Pixies, you can sit in, in your head, you can sit in a, un, a room that's full of an unwanted, uh, undesired future. You know, you can sit there and you can worry that it's not gonna work out. And you can worry that no one's gonna show up and you can worry that all these bad things are gonna happen. Or you can shift the focus and say, what if it worked? What if it worked? What does that look like if it works? And, and you don't worry about the how. You just focus on what it feels like when it works. And you hang out in that space as much as you possibly can. And every time something comes your way that says, you can't do this, you go back and you say, but what if I could? What if I could? And that's the place that we teach from at Tech Pixies. That's the place that I live from at Tech Pixies. And that's where our team lives from as well. So I, I just want to say thank you to those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a long time. I so appreciate you. Uh, for those of you who are just coming into our world and this is the first podcast you've ever heard, I so appreciate you. And I just am so thankful for the amazing uh, gift that Tech Pixies has been to me as much as it has been to the thousands of women who've benefited from the boot camp and the nearly thousand women who've benefited from the 90-day transformational program. Um, I see we've got some live watchers. We always, I always like to do podcasts live. Uh, Kate, who's one of our top students, she says, your course team and community are off the charts. So genuine and personal. So pleased I found you. I love that. I love that. And um, 
<laughs> and Angeles says, um, I really recommend the boot camp and the VIP bonus to neurocoaching. Oh, thank you, Angeles. Uh, and there's one question that's coming from Lynn. She says, what is the real result in terms of sales from social media? I'm an author and I'm selling children's books. That's a great question. And, and here's what I would say, because we had a similar question on the VIP taster session that we did um, just around like getting results. Two things. One, you have to understand conversion rates. You have to understand that that a sale is the last thing that happens, right? You've got to build up an audience that likes your stuff. You've got to nurture that audience. You've got to get them on your email list. In the boot camp, I talk about the sales are in the mails. You've got to get them onto an email list. And then you've got to learn the art of nurturing an email list. And of course, um, that is an art. And then you have to make an offer. So really, Lynn, one of the most important things that you can do is start to go onto social media, start reading your books onto social media, read them on YouTube, read them on Instagram, um, give the parents something for their children to really enjoy on social media. And then underneath, you can invite them to join your mailing list so you can find out when the next live reading is going to happen. You could also, um, when they're on your mailing list, you could then send them, uh, you know, let them know about the next book that's coming out. Get their feedback, get their buy-in, right? You could have a private Facebook group that you support uh, that that where you go live once a week in the private Facebook group, and that's where you do some private readings. There's so many things that, that you can do, and it's really about first and foremost, and I think this is really important with playing big, first and foremost, what would you love? What would you love? And, you know, be specific, get clear, and then think a bit bigger than your thinking. And I, there's a great quote, and I, I shared it with our, our, our students today, and I just thought it was so good. It says, if it doesn't scare you, it's a plan, not a dream. And I think it's, it's important to understand that dreams do come true, but you got to put you know, you got to put a plan in place, right? So it all plays out in a certain way. But play big means play small. Take it one step at a time. Don't let the bigness of what you want to do and what you're trying to do overwhelm the small steps that you need to take. And someone we're going to be interviewing on the Joy Book Club is Holly Tucker. And there is a woman who has overcome confidence issues and belief in herself to build a business that has a billion in sales per year. This is an incredible story. So I would also invite you to come join us at the Joy Book Club. Uh, it's techfixies.com forward slash Joy Book Club. And even if you can't join us live for that interview, I would love for you to join the book club and watch the replay. It's going to be magical. All right. Uh, and and again, uh, for those of you who are on the fence, do I join the boot camp? Do not join the boot camp? And you're listening to this, come on into the boot camp. We will get you caught up. We've got recap videos. They're only 20 minutes long. You can catch up and get up to speed within a couple hours, and it doesn't matter when you join. You've got plenty of time to get caught up and move forwards. All right, ladies, we're going to, uh, and gentlemen, I know we do have some gentlemen. Um, just underline that, you know, Tech Pixies is a social enterprise. We do have a social mission lock, which means that we are all about helping women improve access to employment through tech education. That is what we do at Tech Pixies. Uh, and so I know, I know sometimes people say, you know, is, can a man really go through this? Yes, a man can go through this. And we've had a lot of men who've gone through the boot camp. We've had a couple men go through the program. It is geared towards women, 
but that's also our social mission lock. And there is a huge gap between women and men and their confidence in technology. So until that gap's gone, we will exist. And I hope one day that gap is gone and we can exist in a new way. All right, that's it. Uh, look forward to the big, the playing big series that's coming out. It's going to be brilliant. The very, well, one of the very first interviews is with Jimmy McLaughlin, who I interviewed about Theresa May and what it was like to be the first female prime minister and what it took, what kind of courage it took to do that. And uh, it was a great discussion. So you're not going to want to miss that. And then after that, we've got some amazing interviews lined up uh, in the playing big series. And I hope it lets you set your dreams a light and gets you moving in the right direction. And of course, if you feel like you're going to need to upskill on social media in order to do that, come and check us out. Have a great day.